Welcome back to this week's edition of Men of the Machine, and today you'll notice that uh, we're going a little off script. It's been a long time since I've done a uh, conversational, what did I I call them? Conversationality is what I used to call the podcast, where no topic. I've got, if if you've noticed, it's been about a week and a half since I put up an episode, and there's very good reason for that. I've been busy as fuck, and I even pointed that out in the last episode that I had a lot going on, so I'm going to recap all that. And do that with Dr. DJ. Hi. Hey, what's hey, up? Oh, yeah. Yay. Uh, so here's here's the skinny. Do you want? Should I summarize it, or should we just go? Well, I think what we're going to do today is I'm going to ask you how was your time at New York Comic Con. That is the reason that you haven't put up an episode in a week and a half. That was the biggest uh, time stealer. Which I think the last episode I put up was. Um, two Wednesdays ago, if if I'm being honest with myself. And I can research this while sitting here. But, yes, after I recorded that episode, I was headed off to to the city that never sleeps. City's so nice, they named it after itself because they got lazy. Yes. (laughs) And I went to New York Comic Con, which is my third time, and I have no regrets about that. But, dude, it's so exhausting. Well, I remember hearing your last podcast before you left, and you said that you threw out your back the day before <laughs> you were about to head oh, out. Oh, yeah, okay, that's that's a really good place to start. Oh, actually, 11 days ago. Yeah, about a week and a half. So, so yeah, I was getting off my couch to, like, start getting ready for the day. Jeff was coming to take me to New Haven, and I, and I just stood up in the worst way, which is not as embarrassing as the time I threw my back out from sneezing too hard. Mm. I'll take this every time. But it made the first day, no, okay, the first day wasn't that bad, because when, have you ever thrown out your back? No. When you're up and walking around, you can kind of deal, I mean, you'll still have those sharp breaths where you, it like tightens, but it's all right. The train ride there, though, where you're sitting in super, like, firm, upright chairs, the train's kind of jostling you around, you have your luggage you're keeping track of. That was the worst part. So you're trying to sit as still as possible while the train's actively working against you. Because yeah. every time you move even slightly. And when you get closer to New York, they get more side to side. Oof. Like, it's pretty chugga-chugga. You know, it's pretty, like, fr- front and back and, like, a little shimmy. And, and you can deal. But when you get closer to New York, for some reason, they're, you're turning more and you're... Ugh. So you're saying the ride up there was miserable. Oh, it was hell on earth. But, but then it, once you got there... Oh, so worth it. Yeah, no, without a doubt, super worth it. Um... What did we do day of? First thing I did, I got there, went to the hotel and just sat and waited for them. My goal was, was to... Was it a nice hotel? Oh, yeah. Oh, super. It's the same hotel we stayed at. It's where all the famous people stay. We've run into a lot of comic book artists. So I guess famous with quotations. like. So I guess we'll get this out in front then. Did you meet anyone interesting? No, not this year. <laughs> the last two years I have. First year, we met Gerard Way just standing out front. He, he was staying in the hotel. He had a panel because he writes comic books. And uh, I walk, I walked by him, and I was like, "Hey, Pat, that guy looks like Gerard Way." It was just me and Pat this time, and he's like, "No, shut up, Kevin." And then as we got around the corner, he did like because he could see the front of his face now. Mm-hmm. It's like, "Holy fuck, that's Gerard Way!" And I was like, "Just that's that's cool, man. Keep moving." He's like, "No, I gotta go get a picture." I was like, "Don't be that guy. Just power through." Um, it actually, he did it right. So Gerard Way wrote a. I felt like I said that weird. Gerard Way. It's a hard name. It's a little hard to say. Wrote a bunch of comic books a few years ago. 
that went relatively, you know, like they were popular, but they weren't selling out on, you know, whatever. They only ordered X amount of... Anyways, Patrick went to him with that. Not, oh, you're in My Chemical Romance. Oh, you're my favorite band, all this, that, and the other. He's just like, hey, man, you wrote a really good comic book. And Gerard Way's face instantly was like, oh, shit. Okay, yeah, cool. You're talking to me about that. <laughs> and he actually had a picture with him, and it, it was cool. Uh, oh, that's and, nice. That's nice. And then, Did you meet anyone who's not famous? Lots of not famous people. <laughs> yeah, I ran into them all. Well, so uh, I'll get over Thursday in a minute, but I wore my black suit Spider-Man suit that I was borrowing from Philip two days in a row. And even though the city is just covered in these sort of people cosplaying, you still get an insane amount of like looks and comments and like silly stuff. All right. People wanted a piece of this. They wanted to see what Spider-Man was packing. Not a lot. <laughs> but they wanted to see it, though, is the important part. Okay, yeah, well, uh, who but doesn't? Th- it's Spider-Man. Yeah, right? But Thursday I got there, I really wanted to catch the Impractical Jokers panel, and I was going to. And then I realized walking from Grand Central Station to the hotel, yeah, I can't go any farther. So I just hunkered down. I had to drop off the luggage and so stuff. So you really didn't do anything the, on the Thursday? No, we did a lot. So they showed up, Patrick and Kevin. We dropped our stuff off, and we headed to the con. That I actually bought a lot of books that day. So I ended up, I'm not going to name them all. I got... So many books that I wanted to get. Like, it it was a very good turnout. Well, give the highlights. What, what, uh, what are some of your favorites that you got? So I got Batman's Arkham Asylum, my favorite Batman book ever. It's an insane story about uh, the Joker, like, tricks Batman to coming to Arkham. And the art. I'll show you the art after we're done with this. It's, it's, Grant Morrison went on record as saying, you're supposed to interpret it as a dream. Oh, he okay. wrote it as if it was a dream, but the book when it came out, no one, everyone was like, "No oh, relation look. to the game Batman Arkham Asylum." No, right? no, 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 no. Ah, no. uh, maybe I haven't. Uh, that played. does that does incite with the Joker tricking Batman into going to Arkham. Does Batman impale Crocodile with a spear through the chest? He definitely fights Killer Croc. <laughs> I don't remember how that fight ends, though. <laughs> so probably not that way. It does end with him killing the Joker, though. Quote. Yeah, you know, maybe, whatever. Yeah, yeah. Um, no, this one, it, it uh, like, it does a couple cool things, but one of the things is throughout the story, it ties back to um, the, I can't remember his name, but the person who created Arkham, uh, the, sci- the, the psychologist, whatever, mm. and his family. And it's, like, really fucked up. Grant, okay. Grant Morrison is a master of making you just, like, feel like you're tripping. Oh, yeah. It's, I, oh, maybe I'll give you the Invisibles on your way out today, which I found a trade of the Invisibles. Oh, that's cool. A plus, fine. I was very happy with that. Uh, I got All-Star Superman, 1 through 12, Grant Morrison as well. Nice. My favorite writer, the Invisibles, that, that All-Star Superman. I also found We Three by Grant Morrison. I also found the new 52's first trade of Superman by Grant Morrison. I also found, um, the Scroll Kill Crew, which is as goofy as it sounds. It's like a kill crew that's out to find scrolls and murder them. Okay. By Grant Morrison. Um, <laughs> it tur- it was it was a Grant Morrison find. But then I got a couple other stuff. Saga Volume One. If you have any inclination in comics, Saga's huge right now. It's like you know Walking Dead while it's still young, sort of a thing. All right. Uh, and then I found Kingdom Come, which is a DC story of all the DC superheroes, wrote by I can't remember who, and. Illustrated by Alex Ross, who I just showed you before this. Incredible art. Mm. Super, super good art. Um, so it turned out well. And I got a couple issues. I found Jake, Doomsday Clock 1 through 7. Okay. So Because he, he was he wanted to read those, so that worked out really well for me. Has Jake even read Watchmen? I'm, no. I'm sure I asked him this. He but. said he, he like started it, and I know he's seen the movie, but I he's like, do I have to read? Well, I've seen the movie. Do I have to read it before reading this? And I'm very adamantly going to say again, please read Watchmen before you get into Doomsday Clock. 
Please. I, as someone who does not hate the Watchmen movie, I still think it's a completely different experience yes. than reading the comic. It, it, you have to read the or graphic novel if we want to. No, no, no. Want to comic? That comic. No. It's comic. I think I've ranted about that on this podcast before. <laughs> I, I understand. Graphic novel was a term that was invented when everyone was like shitting on comics for being for kids. Yeah. Well, make them tough or make them gritty, and you're like, oh, go fuck yourself. They're like, well, we'll call them graphic novels to make them classy, so that people know that they're not just for kids. But they were never just for kids. Jokes on them so, the best uh, gr- highest grossing movies for a decade straight in the future would be superhero movies so right which are not based off of like the ultra sophisticated and dark story <laughs> no. arcs it's just captain america having fun being captain america exactly oh my god anyways yes i do agree you gotta read watchmen it's just different but anyways thursday mm. didn't get to catch the panel headed out we did go to um uh, we did go to a few panels, which I honestly can't remember. Maybe I still have my schedule so I can see what we did go to and did not from the New York City Comic Con app, which was legit. Oh, okay. But we mostly, ske- like, it was almost entirely walk the floor. So that's the one panel we went to. Ooh, this is a good segue. Hold on. I think oh. I, t- I might have He literally you. has gotten on a segue. No. <laughs> no, <laughs> that would be awesome. I might have told you. I told Craig and, and uh, Jake, but... We went to um, the DC Universe panel where they told us about Titans and all that good stuff. Okay. Um, did I tell you about that panel? No, you didn't tell me okay. about that panel. You've told me nothing. That's okay. why I'm here. <laughs> good point. Good point. We went to that panel. So we walked the floor. It's super busy. You're running into people. There's cool booths. Whatever. We saw Sting, the the wrestler, not the not the artist. Okay. Saw... I think Sting the wrestler is actually better at this yeah. point. I mean, yeah. Sting the artist is a little weird. So, I mean, maybe you could just watch him to see if he does anything mm. weird. He but... could do his old... Yeah, you can't understand the words he's singing. Uh, so we saw him, we walked around, we saw a couple of artists, we, I bought some books. I, I wouldn't be able to tell you what day I bought which books. That's fine. And then we went to the DC Universe panel, which had a bunch of really good people, but more, most importantly, had Brian Michael Bendis and Jeff Johns. Okay. Jeff Johns is, uh, uh, how, how do you put this? So Brian Michael Bendis, uh, oh, not Brian Bendis, sorry, Jim Lee, sorry, Jim Lee. Okay. Jim Lee is one of the biggest, uh, artists in dc for the past i don't know 20 years he draws batman all the time it's phenomenal uh and he was there because he's the current chief creative officer for dc because he took over for jeff johns who is no longer the chief creative officer he now it's a whole thing I man i could talk about this forever anyways okay long story short jeff johns used to write about 10 books a week they said uh, your tra- chief creative officer, you can't do that anymore. You're going to kind of like help direct where these movies go. You're going to help figure out the shows. Like you're going to just be the overhead because his stories in the early 2000s were, if not the best, like the second or third best stories. So written. he's supposed to be like to DC what uh, Kevin Feige is to uh, He Marvel. was supposed to, yes. Right. And it didn't work out. He had a big hand in Wonder Woman, which was phenomenal. He had a small hand in the other three, uh, Suicide Squad, BBS, and Just League, which weren't that good. So everyone, so things got weird, and uh, according to what they've said, Jeff Johns was like, listen, I want to write more. Like, I tell stories. I'm not good at this, have a finger to kind of direct people to tell stories. I tell stories. So he's writing more books now, which is good. He's going to have a bunch coming out, including Three Jokers, which I went to a spotlight on Jeff Johns' uh, com- panel, which I'll just talk about now while I'm at it. Have I told you about Three Jokers? I mean, I've talked about it a lot. You may have brought it up, but let's go ahead and go over it. At the end of New 52, 
it was revealed while J- Batman sat on the Mobius chair, which gave him all the knowledge in the universe. He asked it, "Who is the Joker?" And it said, "It said something, but it, which one?" And there's three Jokers, mm-hmm. and then they never touched it again. So, <laughs> two years later, or I think it's like two and a half years later, he's picking it back up, and by the time it releases, he's picking it back up and doing a limited story. I think it's six issues, might be twelve. The three Jokers, and I am fucking pumped about it because you know Joker's my favorite character. Sounds pretty cool. Yeah, far and away my favorite comic book character. Um, actually, one of my less exciting finds, I've bought a trade uh, that I bought a cover that's no longer in print, and it's been out of print actually for a long time, called uh, The Greatest Joker Stories Ever Told. And that's literally just to be on my bookshelf as like, hey, guys, you want to read about the Joker? I've got it. Because I just, I just right. like the Joker. Anyways, um, so he stepped down, um, and now he's in charge of comics, and he's the head writer and stuff on a bunch of the DC Universe shows which is why he was there. He's like, this is his baby. DC Universe is something he started as CCO and now is like helming finally, mm. but as a writer. And he's he's got a new show coming out called uh, Stargirl. And it's a character he, I don't know if he created it, but he definitely made it bigger when he wrote it back when. Um, that's like this goofy little girl who her dad was a superhero and she finds all his stuff and then uses it to become a superhero. Mm. You know, it's not the most original story but when he came out with it it was it was apparently really cool it sounds like it could be neat because yeah. it kind of looks like you could kind of write her as like a female like peter parker type of character yeah where she's got like normal girl problems and then superhero problems yeah exactly and they intersect with each other and she's and she's also like does she live up to her father does she become this new thing because at this point the people her father was part of the jsa like the original superhero so like uh, I think his name is Alan Scott, was the Green Lantern, and Jay Garrig was the Flash. You know, the the, the old school ones. Okay. Um, he, she, her, her father was part of that, and now she's like this young, starting up sort of, of group of people. Mm-hmm. Anyways, he talked about all that. They showed us the timeline for DC Universe, so it's going to, so you, we'll get um, Titans, we'll get Doom Patrol, we'll get uh, Young Justice, uh, again, like new, we'll get Young Justice, we'll get Swamp Thing. Star Girl, and that's only that's just in the next year. That's just in 2019. So they are in fact resurrecting Young Justice. Yep, yep. That's good. Young that's Justice cool. Outsiders. It's going to be called now. All right. And it's same cast, same everything. Like it's it's Young Justice, which everyone loves. I've never seen, but it's on DC Universe, so I'll get around to it. Um. So they showed us all that, and that's just in one year. And I actually like the way they're doing it. Every week a new show comes out, not Netflix style where they drop a season. Okay. I prefer that for like one reason. It gives you incentive to keep the service, like keep checking it. You can't just like sign up for a one month trial, spam everything, cancel it. You know yeah, what I mean? But I like doing that. Yeah, but for the service, but then it's better. I, I guess it makes you feel kind of pressured to watch everything. It, exactly. So. I'm not good with binge stuff. There's a reason I still haven't seen Stranger Things too. Mm. I'm like all 13 episodes right there. I feel like I need to watch a 13 hour movie, not watch an episode tonight. So I like the the nightly style. And yet you watched all of One Piece. <laughs> That's different. <laughs> That's very different, okay? Anime has its own sort of thing going, and okay. I'm not fully caught up yet. I'm okay. actually kind of hoping that by the time you catch up in, you know, a year or two, then we can roll together, because I love talking about that show, and nobody, unless I go back home, because all those friends are into it, I have no one to talk about it with. I, I mean, if we finish the Comic-Con talk in a timely fashion, we could go over the East Blue, because I'm, <laughs> I'm out of the East Blue now. Yeah, you're so. cooking. <laughs> uh, so, um, so, 
I like that because, yeah, every week there will be something new on DC. It'll never feel like I ran out of DC Universe. Mm-hmm. Plus, and they've done a good job at this, since the day it came out, there's been new comics added like every day. Because that's the other thing it offers. It offers movies, shows, and comics. Okay. And it's like growing, growing. So they talked it all over. And then at the end of it, they gave everybody one year for free. Oh, wow. And my friend Pat, me and Kevin signed up for it. My friend Patrick didn't because he's like very, I, I won't get into that. He's got some principles. Some sort of bullshit. Um, uh, like, you know, he'll he'll download the books for free. Like, he'll pirate them. And then it, the ones he likes, he'll go buy for real. And he's like... He has a system. Yeah, and he he's would He's one prefer- of those sorts of people. Yeah, okay, DC okay. Universe is 75 bucks for 15 months. Like, come on, that's cheap. And you pay it now and you don't worry about it for 15 months. Like, I don't know, whatever. It's a different thing. Not a sponsor. Um, not a sponsor. I wish DC Universe was a sponsor. <laughs> so, um, he has this thing, so... They gave everyone a year. He was, like, through the roof, and me and Kevin were like, yeah, okay. Yeah, cool. We already got it. Um, but then they announced that it couldn't be stacked. It's it's a one-year thing. It's a 12-month thing for a new account. So if you already have it, they even said over the mic, like, we're really sorry if you already bought it. We appreciate your support. If you don't have it, please spread the word. Give it to a friend so uh, that they can experience all cool, this. Cool, So here, DJ, is my one-year DC membership card. Oh, wow. So that you can watch Titans with, because I'm, Jake already told me he's not going to read the comics because he doesn't like reading digitally. So I'll just log into my account on his Roku and he can deal. <laughs> but there's your one year. You can watch Titans with me. You can maybe start reading some of the comics when you're bored. You can watch old movies like in Wonder Woman and Batman's, uh, Adam West's Batman. Do they have Justice League Unlimited on They there? do have Justice nice. League. I love they Justice have, League Unlimited. They, we'll go over it later. They have <laughs> Justice League Unlimited. They have Teen Titans. They have Young Justice. They have Static Shock. They've got Batman the Animated Series in HD, the only place to get it unless you buy the $100 Blu-ray set. Oh, crap, yeah. Which, why not just send, spend 75 bucks on this, watch it all, and then enjoy other stuff? Oh, that's that's cool that, that you found that. Again, not a sponsor. Yeah, not a sponsor. <laughs> so, I know. I No, that's, that's exciting. There's So, it's very obvious that this is a very DC-heavy Comic-Con experience. So, DC Universe, experience it with me, DJ. And anyone listening, maybe check it out, because we're going to love it. I will. And then, then I can give my views on how I think of, yeah. of uh, Titans. Do you have... a quick, quick question. Do you have a Chromecast or anything like that? I don't. So, or an Apple TV or a Roku? No. So right now, there's no video game console app, and uh, which is kind of a bummer. What about just PC? Yeah, just, you can just do it on your computer. I mean, that's probably what I'll do. Yeah. Um, but like, that's where I watch most of my if stuff. You, uh, it does I mean, suck that I can't just get it on the tv for like a viewing party but hey, eh, whatever i may i was actually going to talk to uh craig i was talking about like you know who am i going to give this to and i decided to give it to you and i was like craig just i'll just tell him to buy a, craig you're listening buy a roku dj will log into it on the tv in the main living room and that's where you can watch it well and, that works and i actually tried out the reading the comics on tv that was like a big feature they were like you can read comics on tv and it sounds kind of corny it's incredible oh yeah it looks great and you can like zoom in and shit like panel to panel which Jake I don't actually, mind reading comics digitally. Yeah. I mean, I'd prefer to read them by yeah. hand, but it, you know, digital is pretty great for catching up on some and comics, picking out certain arcs that you just can't find. Yeah, I might be drinking the Kool Aid a little too hard, and they because they talked about this there, and I was like, yeah, you're fucking right. Some comics are almost better digital. Me and Jake talked about this on the drive home today. Actually, my hierarchy for reading comics goes issue like single issue on my iPad digitally or on my phone. 
and then trade. I don't like reading in trade. I prefer oh, really? issue. Yeah, it's my least favorite way Why to read. Why don't you like reading in trade? I don't know. It's it's bigger. It's bulkier. Like something something about flipping the really light pages and like feeling oh, the paper and stuff just feels nicer. But uh, some comics, like for example, those Alex Ross ones I was showing you, Kingdom Come and Marvels. I wouldn't want to read those digitally. Like I want to see the way that's printed the way he he drew and stuff right but something like and i'll also show you um scott snyder's uh batman run is very hard colors very sharp edges very dynamic contrast that's better on a screen okay that's more more dynamic it's brighter and so i don't know i but yeah read comics watch shows it's gonna be great (laughs) so that was thursday and we went home me and uh kevin got a few drinks at a bar and we went back and this is any good places to eat in new york because there's lots of good places. We found to eat a couple. We had lots of pizza. Kevin exists on pizza and beer, and it was right. a little, uh, it was a little insane. But we found lots of good pizza. We went out to eat every night. Actually, um, where did I go on Thursday? Oh, we went to we were walking. We were walking down the street, and I made a joke about uh, it was called uh, Jack Doyle's uh, um, uh, Pub, and the joke I made was, "Oh, Doyle rules." And then they said, don't be dumb. And I said, oh, but we're going there for dinner. And they said, no. I was like, but I want to go to an Irish pub. Not two doors down, Sullivan's Irish <laughs> pub. So we went to Sullivan's. And it, it was good. I got, I got, we, it was a running joke all day. Cause I, for some reason, like beginning of the day, I said, I really want Buffalo wings. And I said it one more time that day. And Patrick was like, what the fuck's your obsession with Buffalo wings? So me being the jerk I am went. Hey, man, you're the one who's been talking about buffalo wings all day. Kevin chimed in. Yeah, you really haven't shut up about buffalo wings. So the entire rest of the day, that's what we would say. Yeah, <laughs> we, we should get some foods. I mean, Patrick's been hankering for buffalo wings, so maybe we should find a pub or something. <laughs> we, like, kept that going. No, I want buffalo wings. Right? I'm making them for dinner night. Oh, nice. Uh, I'll probably just stop at, like, buffalo wild wings on the way oh, back. That sounds really... What was today? No, today's Monday. Don't do it. Oh, yeah, Bail. Right. You got to do it on Tuesday or something. Tuesday or Thursday. Thursday's boneless. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, I don't know why these lights flicker, by the way. I'm sure you've noticed yeah, that. Yeah, I've noticed. I really I have there it is. I have no yeah. idea. But anyways, um, so we went out to eat, it was great. This is where the bat kicked in. Laying down to go okay. to sleep. Ooh. And yeah. I had to share a full bed with Kevin because it was only two full beds. It's probably beds not in the room. so bad when you're up and moving. Exactly. Like you kind of forget about it and the excitement. And you're like stretching it, you know, you're mm. but then you go to sleep and your body kind of like recesses a little bit. It was the worst. I would like, seriously, I'd be laying on my back and then I would get really uncomfortable. So I'd go to roll on my side. But you had to do a, almost as if someone put a plank to your back, you had to do a full body roll. Because if you tried to do the shoulders first or you tried to do the hips first, God, I didn't sleep Thursday night. I just didn't. So um, So was Friday kind of miserable then? Friday was iffy. So I woke up, um, I took some ibuprofen immediately. I was like, nope, fuck that. Gotta do something. Did some stretches and then we got ready for the day. Friday's schedule, let me ch- we walked the floor. Every day we walked the floor, so we're really going to talk panels. We went to the DC Spotlight on Jeff Johns. Okay. We went to... Uh, oh, yeah, we did we make it for Marvel Comics Spider-Man? No, we did not make it to Marvel Comics Spider-Man panel. So we went to DC Spotlight Jeff Johns, and this is where he talked about um, all the books he was writing, like Stargirl, and he talked about um, Three Jokers and went over it. Uh, over and over. That was the one we spent the most time on, and I'm totally okay with it. Mm. Didn't talk about Doomsday Clock once, which he's he's the writer for that. Okay. Just completely. Actually, now that I think about it, that was kind of weird. Um, but that was a that was a pretty good panel. And then uh, we went to 
DC All-Stars, which was the dope one, that had Sean Gordon Murphy, who wrote The White Knight. You need to read it. I'm buying the trade when it It already came out. I was waiting. For... Here's the thing. Okay, okay. listen. <laughs> Hold on. Remember when Batman Damned came out? We're talking about it at work. Bat Penis? Yep. That was a big thing, right? Yep. DC is super backpedaling on it. Aggressively. Wow. They're like, oh, we oh, we had no fucking idea. What is this? A penis? Who, who, who authorized this? It's like, you all did. That's how it works. You should embrace the bat penis. Yeah. And the DC... Okay, so here's my issue with this. The white... The black label imprint that they were... That they were doing was supposed to be the place to put Watchmen comics. The place to put the Vertigo Sandman comics. Like, it was supposed to be it's for the that. the new Vertigo? Yeah, which Vertigo is still happening. But yeah, it was their right. version of like, hey, let's take our superheroes and make them a little more horror, sort of suspense, sort of okay. gritty adult. So, White Knight, while it came out, Black Label wasn't out yet. Black Label got announced. They announced that... For the first Black Label release was going to be the trade uncensored of White Knight, which showed Joker and Harley having sex. It didn't show, like, in-depth, but it showed her boobies and it showed their bodies and, like, whatever. Okay. And they fully, like, held on to that. Then Bat Penis happened. And they're like, we did, we had no idea. We can't believe this. We're pulled. We're canceling the imprints. What Yada, yada. Then they canceled White Knight's unended, uncensored trade. And I'm pissed because I was going to buy that. Then they announced that we might be canceling Black Label as a whole. Wow, just because of Bat Penis? Because of Bat Penis, which I was like, that was the whole fucking point. You know how many blue penises I've seen in Watchmen? Guess how many people freaked out about that? Well, all the kids who were like... <laughs> I mean, there was a lot of giggling about the blue penis. But giggling is whatever. Like, you don't... Can't... Ugh. They didn't address it at the panel, but it reminded me. So, anyways... That's frustrating. Like, I mean, yeah, I know if you want to see Harley Quinn's boobs, you... There's a lot. I can tell you that there's <laughs> yeah. a lot of porn out there. Yeah, I don't have to buy this trade and watch one or look at one panel. Mm, uh, yeah, I apparently think that's everyone's fetish. So yeah, I think I'll get over that. But then um, they also talk. Oh, sorry. So that was Sean Gordon Murphy, Dan Didio, which is like the uh, higher high the publisher. He's the big guy uh, in charge of comics. Amanda Connor, who writes a bunch of books that I don't know. Jimmy Palmiotti, again, don't know. Jock, again, don't know. These are huge names. I'm not trying to disrespect them. I just have not been in comics enough to know every name. I read okay. the book. I don't know the names. I'm not going to be the one to help you here. Yeah. No, but it's like, you know, if, if you're like, hey, man, I saw Seven, and I thought it was awesome. What's in the box? It was great. Oh, who directed it? I don't know. I saw the movie. Like, that's how I am with comics right now. I'm I'm reading more, but I'm not necessarily picking up all the small who did what, when, all that good stuff. So I'm learning. Baby steps. Okay. But it had Tom King. The current writer of Batman and the Heroes in Crisis uh, crossover event that is so good. And Scott Snyder, the okay. past writer of Batman, DC Metal. Now he writes um, Justice League. Yep, he writes Justice League. He's right. a huge name. So that was literally just that whole panel. Oh, I need this. That whole panel was just people basically saying, you know, I write comics good because this guy helps me. Like, that was the whole time. It was like, Scott Snyder would be like, remember, Tom, when I called you at midnight? And funny story. It was just seeing friends who are very successful in the comics industry explain how they do their job. From what I've heard, everyone kind of knows everyone in the comics yeah. industry. It's over the top, like, buddy pally, it kind of seems like. I'm sure they, some people hate each other, but that's what it felt I'm like. sure. But, like, even across the lines of Marvel and DC, like, just people well, know each other. <laughs> 
Brian Bendis was a big deal. He was exclusively Marvel for almost two decades. And DC signed him to a DC exclusive. Mm. There's lots of writers that write for both. Or one year will write I know there's a lot of freelancers in the comic book Yeah, you know, keep it going. But lately, because comics are getting bigger, because the movies are getting bigger in the culture, it's no longer weird to be into Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. that's like okay cool the game is huge no it's normal to be into spider-man you're actually weird if you're not into spider-man exactly so comics are at this point where now they're kind of like trying to lock down the exclusives they're like so anyways bendis got signed exclusively and everyone's like cool with it as far as it sounds because we went to some marvel panels they talked about it dc panels they talked about it everyone's like the yeah. biggest name potentially the greatest writer right now switched companies from the big two that would normally be like that'd be like Tom Brady signing with like the Browns. You'd be like, "What the fuck?" And <laughs> um, which is not to say that DC is the Browns in this situation, but no. you. But Bendis is the Tom Brady, so it was a huge deal. Um, and they're all like, "Yeah, we've been talking. This isn't Bendis. Isn't a new guy coming into the office. We all have known Bendis for years. Mm-hmm. We've wrote for Marvel. We've talked to him. He's, you know, not wrote for DC, but he's been at all the comic book." conventions and and events and group whatever so yeah they're all just like good good buddies just like palling around having drinks and going out to dinner and stuff it was pretty cool but that's all that panel was just friends and then we went to what i won tickets to netflix and chills okay is what the panel is called you won tickets to it so they did this thing all right they did okay so they did this thing before con you entered your email you selected which panels you thought was cool and you got entered into a raffle because the way panels work is you get up really early you go stand in really long lines and then you badge just to get clearance to go to the panel later in the day okay and then later in the day you go get in line again to get the better seats right so by winning this raffle all i did was avoid the morning scan okay that's nice yeah so but we left after the first section so the panel had a bunch of things. It had The Haunting of Hill House, which just came out. Yeah, that was this Friday, right? Yep. Oh, I got to watch that because I've been doing a horror thing all I've this I've heard month. it's pretty good. So We're not doing a horror thing all this no, month. No. But I have been doing a horror thing all I this month. I we, think we should do a uh, like holiday thing in November, all four of us again. Craig, me, you, and Jake. And just do like a holiday thing. You can pick... It can uh, be you Halloween, can, Thanksgiving. There's not Christ- a lot of Thanksgiving movies. But. No, but you can... Halloween, Thanksgiving, Christmas, and New Year's. You can pick anything that relates to those three, and we'll watch. I think that'll be fun. Okay. um, So it had that one, which has gotten good reviews and people like. It had um, information about uh, the chilling adventures of Sabrina, the new Sabrina the Teenage Witch show. Oh, the one that's, like, darker? Yeah, and it's supposed to be, like, kind of Riverdale-ish. Okay. And they got a... playing the cat? I have no idea. <laughs> that's that's my first and only question. <laughs> Who's playing? What was it? Salem. Yeah. Who's playing Salem? Uh, and then they had a first look at the Dark Crystal Age of Resistance. Which, I have heard some things about that yeah. because, you know, it's it's the Dark Crystal. But we, It's like a prequel to the Dark Crystal. We left that? before all that. Yeah. We left before all that and went back up to the floor to buy some books. I'll be cool with that if there's some Jim Henson Muppets going around. There and they has have, to be. They have the Skeksis making the stupid noises that they always make. Like, yeah, they have to do something like that, right? Uh, but what we did stay for was the very first. We were happy it was the first section of it because it's all we wanted. Was they're turning Umbrella Academy the book that Gerard Way wrote that Patrick went to him for it, they're turning that into a Netflix series. Oh, cool. So we went to that panel, or that section of the panel, and it looks really cool. It's like certain kids were born with superpowers, and this school kind of takes them. 
okay. and raises them to not be animals. And what do you super-powered kids at school who know they're different do? They act out. And what do the villains try to do? Either take them or kill them. You know what I mean? Okay. So it's pretty cool. I have the first trade, and I've been meaning to read it. I was supposed to do it with Patrick back when we were... We used to do a thing where at the end of the podcast, I would talk about a comic I read, and Patrick would correct me on all the stuff I got wrong. All right. Umbrella Academy was next up, and then Rick and Morty Season 3 happened, and we got distracted, and something always got in the way. So I kind of want to read that, but... All right. Anyways, then... We went to dinner that night at, let's see, Friday night. We were talking of going to Sullivan's. Oh, no, that night, um, Patrick took a call from his girlfriend, disappeared for 30 minutes, and me and Kevin had already finished wrapping up our calls with my wife and his girlfriend. We're like, what do we do? Couldn't find Patrick, so we just ran and grabbed a slice of pizza on the corner. All right. Really good pizza. But a just slice. some street pizza? Yeah, just some street pizza. And then... Um, that night, my back was just as bad as the night before, except I did not move from laying on my back. I rolled over like once. I didn't try to keep tossing and turning. I was just like, screw it. If you're uncomfortable, deal with it. Stay there. At this there. point, you were probably exhausted enough to yeah. actually just sleep through it. So I rolled through it, and, or I, I rolled with it and dealt with it. But the next day, we went to Hellboy. Ooh. This is a big thing. I was vehemently against Hellboy because... Guillermo del Toro always expected it to be a trilogy. Maybe not always, but he wanted it to be a trilogy. Mm. First movie, phenomenal. Second movie, I personally liked more, even though most people say the first one's better, uh, Golden Army. Have you seen them both? I've only actually seen the first one. <laughs> Guess what we're doing next. All Wait, right. no, it's your pick next, isn't it? No, 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 I did Fury Road, so it is your pick. Have I not done one since then? No. Oh, because I was going to do Wizard of Oz. Yes. Oh, or do I curveball? Or whatever it was. Oh, I don't know if I curveball. Anyways... I love those movies. I like his. Uh, fa- I love anything Guillermo del Toro. I think he's a master of the fantasy film, and he's just incredible. But apparently, Patrick was telling me he pitched a movie, and the movie he wanted was like. Remember at the end of the first movie, how they show him with his horns and he destroyed the world? It's like that mm-hmm. kind of premonition thing. Guillermo wanted to do that. Show him destroying the world, and through Hellboy stuff, revert back and save the world. You know what I mean? Right. And the studio was like, that's going to cost a lot of money. And these movies, those movies made like 50% of their lifetime revenue on DVD sales. I feel like the second movie had the unfortunate thing of coming out right around the same time as Iron Man and the Dark Knight. I was just about to say, it did come out the same time as Dark Knight because I went and saw, I told my wife I was going to see Hellboy. I went and saw the Dark Knight. Iron Man 2 came out around the same time, so. It was something like that. Yeah. And uh, I went and saw Dark Knight and told my wife I saw Hellboy because we were going to see Dark Knight together. And then I had to go secretly watch Hellboy so she didn't know I didn't watch Hellboy so I could tell her the stuff I did see (laughs) and then also go to the Dark Knight with her. (laughs) It was a bad idea. I was like 17. I was an idiot. That's very convoluted. Yeah, I was like, it was not a smart thing I did. But anyways, I love his movies. So I was like, he pitched you a movie, you told him no, and then immediately rebooted it. Now, that alone's not an issue if you're doing something new. Amazing Spider-Man to Tobey Maguire. You know what I mean? It's completely different, but it's the same character. Those movies have nothing in common, aside from Spider-Man. Are you saying that Amazing Spider-Man was okay because Amazing Spider-Man... I'm not saying it was okay. I'm just saying it was okay. a completely different take. Now, if you want to go from Amazing Spider-Man to... Uh... Homecoming. Homecoming, yeah. That no, actually that, works. That I can get behind. No, because the time difference makes more sense from Tobey to Andrew Garfield. But it's not necessarily about it being good or bad. It's just that they went new. They were like, we're doing something different. 
we're not using the same this, we're not using the same that, we're changing everything and doing it this way. And then they released the Hellboy press image. Have you seen it? No. I'm going to pull it up while I'm talking. Actually, no, not while I'm talking. I'm going to tell you this first. No, I'm going to look it up first. Okay. This is is important. Hellboy. Okay, I know you guys can't see this, but if you are listening to this right now, he's just Googling Hellboy press image, and then he's clicking image, and it's actually not the top one. It was a big deal when this image came out. Okay. They were like, holy shit, that's Hellboy. Now, here's my problem I have with it. Name the differences between that and Ron Perlman's Hellboy. He looks a lot like Ron Perlman's Hellboy. Exactly. And I was like, you fucking said Ron petitioned and actually did a thing and like would uh, do like a, a press about how much he wanted to get Hellboy 3 made. I was like, you denied him that. Guillermo was on board. Abe Sapien was on board. Everyone was ready. And you told them no to make the exact same thing. So I was pissed. So we went to the panel and the whole time I was pissing and moaning, kicking my feet. But then we saw the panel. Full 360. Wait, no, that would put me in the same spot. Full 180. (laughs) Turn me right around. Completely flipped me. Not only does the character act different, but it looked like that is not what it looks like in what we saw. Okay. he, He has like... So, so like, in his eyes, you see how his eyes are glowing red there? Mm-hmm. When you take away the glowing red and the horns and the demon part of it, he actually looks almost human in the face. His eyes are sunken and the skin is more... Ron Perlman's was all prosthetic. Right. This has more of a, like, yes, there's prosthetic around to make his face bigger and whatever, but you can see him a little bit more underneath it. And David Har- Harbor... Harbor? Harbor? Mm. The guy who plays uh, Hopper in Stranger Things. That's him. Okay, okay. He is so charming. He is hilarious and friendly, and he was up on stage just like... Yeah, I could see that one. He was just being a goofball. So when they showed us the footage, which did leak online, and I can show you afterwards if we remember, I was like, fuck it. Everything I thought, wrong. That was awesome. Sold. Show me more Hellboy. Uh, And it doesn't hurt that uh, uh, Fifth Element, uh, Lilu, what's her name? Uh, Lilu Jovovic? Yeah. It doesn't hurt that she's the villain. Yeah. I yeah. love her. I she's love her s- smoking. Smoke show. Stray smoke show. And uh, I thought she was glorious. She wasn't on stage, unfortunately. She was um, in some desert shooting her fi- another movie she was wrapping up. But everyone else was there. Um, it looks it, it looks cool, man. Like, mm-hmm. the action's different. The character's a little bit different looking. Um, Abe Sapien and his girlfriend aren't even in it okay. yet. They, we, you know, they did a Q&A and people asked. They will be in it. They they talked like he's... Or not be in it. They'll be referenced. Okay. Um, but the father... Remember in Hellboy, the father, the actor who passed away? Uh-huh. Um, him and Ian McShane, who is the current father, whose name I cannot remember for the life of me, um, were like best friends. And I guess that's why Ian McShane signed on to this movie, because he really wanted to do it right by the actor who passed away. Completely different. Like, he's not an old, frail man. He's like the dad who hits you in the head with a stick when you misbehave. Right. Versus the old Hellboy, which was like, hey, you got to think about what you're doing. You know what I mean? Who was that actor? Uh, you know now what? I'm curious. Now I'm trying to remember. Hellboy cast. It's probably only going to show me the new cast, but it's only going to show me the new cast. Hellboy old. Maybe that'll help. Wow, Hellboy came out in 2004. Yeah, that movie's been... Holy shit. Yeah. Uh, it was John Hurt. 
Oh, John Hurt. Yeah, he's Broom. Broom is the dad's name. Yes. How did I forget John Hurt? Yeah, Damn. that's just that's just disrespectful of you. It is disrespectful of me. So apparently, him he's and great. Ian McShane were like great friends, and he was in Sharknado. Was he really? Yeah. <laughs> they had so many people in Sharknado. Um, <laughs> he's like the most questionable because you're like, why? You're yeah. you're you're a real actor. You're like you're not Tara. Reed. You're a god among men. <laughs> uh, so we did go to that one, uh, that Hellboy panel, and I was. Very pleased. I, I highly recommend checking out the footage online that you saw. Keep in mind it's not final edits. Um, but that was cool. But then we went to, we missed a bunch, but we went to DC World's Finest. Or no, did we pass over that one? We did, and for one reason only, and this is super rude to say, and I don't mean this. Remember when I told you we went to DC All-Stars? Yep. DC World's Finest was like the people who didn't make it on the All-Stars panel. I see. So it was good. Like the James Tinian, for example, who's writing Justice League Dark right now, or is he writing Odyssey? doesn't matter he's awesome he's a he's a great writer he was also writing detective comics for a while but i can understand because you're like well we've kind of seen this panel already just with different people so so and we, we saw it with the people we like idolized these were the people that were like yeah i read that book it was good you know what i mean so i'm sure they were great but but again it's like i could go to a panel i've kind of already seen before exactly or I could go to something else so then we went to marvel's daredevil Okay. Here's the reason why I don't even care about that. Daredevil comes out in like four days. Oh. Like, I didn't see anything, like, so, for example, the stuff I saw for Hellboy, aside from the fact that some of it leaked, that's fresh till April. You ain't seeing it, and if you do see it, you're seeing a shitty cam version. Like, I was there talking to the people, that was cool. This was like, yeah, I'm watching the show in two weeks. You know what I mean? Like, right. Like, okay, I guess there's not a lot of appeal. Then we went to Marvel Comics Next Big Thing, which was pretty funny. It was the DC's All-Stars, but with Marvel. They talked about some books coming out. Marvel is nothing compared to DC in the comic realm. They have Immortal Hulk, which is insanely good. I also own. You should also read. And okay. Cosmic Ghost Rider, which I have showed you about. And you did yes, read it. I did read that. It's, it's, just, it's still insane. Donny Cates was hilarious and I actually saw him on the on the floor, on the upstairs. He was just kneeling down at the Midtown Comics booth talking to people. Who was on the panel for Marvel? Oh, it was. I have it right here. Marvel Comics, next big thing, was... C.B. Sibulski, Jason Aaron, who's actually a pretty big name, Gary Dugan, Dan Slott, who wrote all of the best Spider-Man stuff of the recent time, okay. and Donnie Cates, who does uh, the current Venom run, which I love, and then Cosmic Ghost Rider. All right. And he's done a bunch of other stuff. but So it was all right, but we immediately left after hearing a few things to go to the DC Spotlight on Brian Michael Bendis. Okay. He explained all the stuff he's doing. So Bendis just came to DC and just decided, I'm fucking writing everything. So he will have, uh, he'll have Superman, Action Comics, Pearl, Cover, United States uh, versus uh, Money versus, fucking, I can't remember. It's some United States comic. I have that as well. And uh, Scarlet. And he's also really, he's also part of an imprint in DC that's, um, it's called DC Youngsters or DC it's the young kids of dc okay and they're bringing back he's not writing it the wonder twins wow yeah <laughs> i'm getting that book when it comes out it's not for a few months wonder twin powers activate. yeah the whole thing and they've got the space monkey and everything <laughs> and they're bringing back this this one i'm very excited about it's called hero hero on call or heroes on call or something like that basically there this was a story a while ago there's a phone that if you call this number on it, you gain superpowers for one hour. And okay. everybody wants this phone, obviously. Superpowers for an hour. You could do whatever. You could fuck shit up. 
Um, and some kids have it and they use it to fight crime and villains and yada yada. I'm excited about that. He's also doing like Young Justice. He's also doing a book about that with um, Connor Kent, the clone of Clark Kent. That's not his son, but is still Superboy. Okay. If that makes sense. Um, and it's got Wally West in it. Not the Wally West that has the red hair and the classic Flash suit. The Wally West that has the yellow suit and is younger. I think he goes by Wallace West, technically. Anyways, all that stuff. So Bendis is just like, I want to write everything. Just give me all you got. And it was pretty cool. And he talked. He was the kind of guy who you could tell just wanted to be there. Just talked. He just talked. It was good. It's probably not his first rodeo by far. Oh, gosh, no. And then Sunday, we only went to one panel, and it was perfect. Shopped the floor, did my thing. Um, We went to, have you seen the movie, What We Do in the Shadows? No. Have you heard of it? No. Oh, DJ, this is right up your alley. I haven't seen it either, so we can't necessarily do it for our segment on the podcast, but we can just do it as friends. Jermaine mm-hmm. Clement, Taika Waititi, Waititi, okay, and their friends, they made a short film years ago and put it on the internet, and then they got budget and they made an actual movie, and the movie was it was like a cult class. Like, it blew up. Oh, this is the movie that put uh, Taika Waititi on the map. Kind of, yeah. And got him, like, Thor Ragnarok. I, I'm, it got him. I, I don't know if it put him on the map. He did have some fame in, like, New Zealand and stuff. But, yeah, it gave him Thor Ragnarok. Well, yeah, I know he did a lot of work with Flight of the Concords. Exactly. Their stuff is great. So, so him and Jermaine are two of the main characters. Mm-hmm. And then there's one other. Um, it's what would vampires be like as roommates? Oh, okay. So, and they're all different ages. You have the really old one, the, like, 200-year-old one, and then the new vampire. And there's like the swear wolves, which are, it's like a funny thing of werewolves that are, it's just, it gets goofy. The whole point is it's a dark comedy. So they are killing people. They are being vampires, but then they're like, uh, like, okay. So for example, is the perfect way to explain it. During the panel, they're making a show out of it on FX. Different okay. characters, Taika and Jermaine aren't a part of it. They wrote it and they're helping it, but they're okay. not starring. Okay. Um, They showed us the entire pilot, which was incredible. And... During it, so for example, you have, they're all vampires, the three uh, roommates that are in it, but they also have a fourth roommate that they don't like, played by the guy who played Nate in The Office. Okay. Do you know who that, that guy is? Um, you know him if you see him. Yeah. Um, He's an energy vampire, and he's literally like a middle-aged white man, bald, glasses, who always wears like a cardigan with a button-up shirt and a tie underneath it and khakis, and his... Power is he drains the energy from you, like, through boring conversation. So he's just really, really boring. Exactly. He's not affected by the sun. He works a desk job. He goes around the cubes just (laughs) talking to people, draining their energy. And his big thing is he can even drain the energy of actual vampires. They play it up in the, like, goofiest way. And it's it's awesome. And the the whole show is about, they have, um, what is it called? Like a slave, but a familiar. It's a person who's not a vampire who tends to their needs. And the familiar, it's his 10-year anniversary in the pilot, and he thinks he's going to become a vampire. And obviously hijinks ensue of him like trying to impress his boss, the vampire. The boss trying to make sure the house is running well with the other two vampires. <laughs> and it's it's just like, over the top, if you like Flight of the Concords, it's that humor through and through. Okay. Yeah, it's it's... That was the best panel of the entire Comic-Con. I stand by that. Plus, I got... That's exciting. I'm not Jermaine and Taika were, like, 100 feet. And they're... I imagine they are hilarious in person. They're so great. And they're just... 
Jermaine, whether he's doing an actual routine stand up, an interview, or something like this, a panel, seems like the exact same guy every time. Mm. He makes the jokes on the fly always, has the same mannerisms, the same like you know how every time he tells a joke he raises an eyebrow and looks at you with like the side head? Yep. He does that just all the time. Just just him. <laughs> like I don't know if he knows he's funny or if he's just being him and it's just coming off as like, oh, this guy. Um, but then we went to the floor. I said, so at this point in time, I had a suitcase full of my clothes, the Spider-Man PS4 that I obtained from Patrick, yep. and 22 graphic novels. Mm-hmm. It weighed like 70 pounds. Yes. And I was like, I can't buy any more. So I bought some more. I bought six more books, put them in my backpack, and I had to walk 30 blocks from my from Javits Center to Grand Central. <laughs> it was luckily my back was good at this point. Okay, but it yeah, was that's good. It was terrible. It was uh carrying a whole bag full of stuff through Grand Central sounds a little bit harrowing too. I mean Grand Central's the nicer one, at least it's not Port Authority. Or but Penn Station, which oof. is a dumpster fire. I will never go to Penn I'll take the walk. I'll I'll carry a, a two small people on my shoulders. I will not go to Penn again. Mm. Oh, it's disgusting. But that was my Comic-Con. But more has happened since then. Oh, boy. You remember, last episode, I made a very bold claim about the office trivia I was going to. Yes, I do feel that there needs to be closure on this. So, I said if our team doesn't rank in the top three, I will no longer call myself the biggest office fan you know. And what happened? And I am ashamed to say I am no longer the biggest office fan you know. Well... By my standards. Well, that is unfortunate. But! I believe this asterisk is very important. This woman graded how she chose to grade when she chose to grade it. So, I am responsible. JJ is going to hold this over me till the end of time. I am responsible for us losing one point. 100% my fault. One point we lost. It was the question I asked this in the group chat. Who did Kelly say she would rather make out with than Michael Scott during the roast of Michael Scott? And JJ is... There was a list of people, right? Yeah, it's a whole bunch. And JJ is literally the dude knows quotes. Like, if it's a show he likes, he goes hard on learning the quotes from each person. So I said, take it over. He gave the two very confident. I was like, those are perfect. He said, Kevin and the entire warehouse. I was like, yes, I know those are correct. And then he went, it was like an animal. Like, a, I don't know, like a turtle or something. And I went, no, 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 it's definitely not a turtle. So we didn't write a turtle. It was a turtle. One of the answers was a turtle, yes. There was also a refrigerator, a uh, chipper, uh, wood chipper, and Lord Voldemort. So there was okay. other answers, but I denied turtle so hard that we all stalled. So that's on me. But let me get to my other point. Third round. Going uh, on our way out of the third round, we were tied for third place. Right? Not bad. We're doing all right. One team aced every round. They would have won no matter what. There was no way we were getting first place. Which there was actually an ironic twist that kind of bummed me out. Second place was one point of head of a few teams tied in third. Round five, we didn't miss an answer. We got all five correct. And we didn't even make it into the top three. But That's... she gave bonus points, like random. She would, like, while reading the entry, she'd be like, if you told me it was this character in this episode, I gave you bonus points. You're like, what the fuck? I didn't... What? I could have told you the minute marker on that on that specific one. 
I know. Oh, I got so, so mad. So it would be like the question, and this would obviously be too easy to show up in it, but be like, who uh, put um, Dwight Stapler in Jello? Yes. And if you answered Jim, you'd be right. But if you answered Jim in episode one and in the final episode. Yeah. And it was in Yellow Jello. <laughs> boom, two bonus points. Yeah. So, uh, but here was the twist that bummed me out. The team that won overall was Aesop's Foibles. Now, the reason why that's funny, going into that, they were in second place. Mm. Aesop's Foibles in the show was the name of uh, Oscar's team when they go to trivia night in Philly, and they got second place that night in the show. Uh, so I was, like, rooting for them to get second place. I was like, that would be fucking perfect. Like, that would just be the best. They ended up winning. What was your team's name? Our team's name was the People Person's Paper People from uh, <laughs> from uh, Daryl's song when they're making the... Uh, uh, Dunder Mifflin commercial. Yep. Dunder Mifflin, people, persons, paper, people, Dunder Mifflin, people, persons, pa- We were gonna be the Knights of the Night, which is Dwight's um, nighttime vigilante group. Another team had already had it. Of course. And there was a lot of good ones. I pitched this one, and nobody liked it. And I understand. I'm not throwing a fit. I'm just a little salty. I wanted our team name to be Hillary Swank, equal sign, hot. Because that's a big thing in that episode, and at the end of the episode, it's tied six to six. Thanks, accounting. Um, that's a little reference there. Yep, yep. And Michael walks through and goes, "Oh, Hillary Swank, she's hot." And he goes into his office, and the Hillary Swank is hot team cheers and whatever. I thought it would have been great. Nobody liked it. Mm. There was lots of other recommendations. You could. Some of the team names there were just like you know there was obviously that's what she said, and there was like um, Scrantonicity. Uh, which is Kevin's band in the show. There was a lot of really good names, but Aesop's Foibles just should have taken second. The Einsteins, which is the name of uh, Kevin, Kelly, Meredith, and I can't remember whose group when they actually, oh, and Aaron, when they won trivia that night against Aesop Foibles. That would have been even better. If I was the judge, I would have just gave them first place and gave Foibles <laughs> second and not explained myself. Just, like, just don't worry I mean, about she's it. Arbitrary, arbitrarily assigning bonus points yeah. anyway. You so might as well. It's undetermined if we would have gotten in the top three and i am full-heartedly relinquishing my title until i can earn it back again but bullshit and we should have it's just not fair it's not fair i was very upset but you know what live and learn i bet i've seen the show more than you've seen any tv show you've i'm not saying this to you i'm saying this to the mic i bet i've seen the office more than any of you have ever seen any one particular show i stand by that you're probably right with me I've never, I've never gone more than six months without at least watching it once. Usually twice or three times, because I like to back-to-back it. I like to watch it, season nine ends, episode one, watch it again, and then take a break. You know, I've probably watched Avatar The Last Airbender all the way through quite a few times. Have you watched it more or less than ten times? Probably not ten times. Then you're not even close. There was a, there was a period where I was doing it like once a year. That's not bad. But I think I probably got like four, maybe five rewatches. Four full rewatches and then some smattering? Yeah. That's fair. If I had to estimate how many times I've watched The Office through, because when it first came out on Netflix, Franny didn't mind that I was binging it, and then she got all snooty with me and was like, stop binging it. You've seen this already. Yeah, exactly. I would estimate north of... 25 times i would guess because there was one time where me and my friends uh me and one of my buddies challenged each other and i watched it three times from start to finish in the same month 
I wasn't working, but that's irrelevant. <laughs> so, and obviously, when you have a show like Netflix on, it just keeps playing if you walk out to cook dinner. Right. But and but you've already seen it, so you'll just yeah. let it keep playing. Yes. Or maybe you fall asleep to it. And... But if I had to guess how many times I've seen it actually sitting in front of every episode, north of 15 times, I would I would guess. And it's just so good. It's just, I just feel so bad. I just feel so bad. But on top of that, another reason I wasn't recording... Jake, for my birthday back in May, bought me tickets to J. Cole on Wednesday. Oh, yeah. And Jake loves to quote it. Have you seen the Don- Donald Glover stand-up? The, I, I have seen uh, Weirdo. That one, yes. That's like he, his only one. He Well, he had a um, Comedy Central Presents. Yeah, there was that yeah, too. Where he talks about um, what it's like at a Kanye concert. Mm-hmm. And he's, uh, I'm not going to misquote it, but... Basically, the point is everyone says the N-word out loud and the black people get offended and they go, what do you, the white people go, what are you going to do? You're outnumbered. This is a Kanye concert. <laughs> this was kind of like that. I think there might have been more white people than black people at this J. Cole concert. Granted, it was in Boston at TD Garden, which isn't necessarily the most hood city in the world, but... It, we were the we got moved seats. I don't know if we told you. Did, did Jake say that? No, I actually hadn't heard from Jake about how this went. The only thing I heard from Jake, and I quote, is that we were close enough to Jaden Smith to be able to punch him. And that was a very specific <laughs> choice of words that conveys a lot about how he feels about Jaden okay. Smith. Okay, so this is important. First, uh, there's three openers. First ones come out, they were called Earth Gang. They're like this little two-guy group who just got signed to a big record label and they're opening to J. Cole's record label. And they were just opening because, you know, that's you got to do what you got to do to get to where you want to be. Right, and from what I've heard, they're all right. They were, Jake I said they loved were pretty them. good. I, Jake was like, okay, so I'm going to give Jake's asterisks. I loved him. I, th- I actually put him on my Spotify and I downloaded their first CD, or their most recent, I should say. Loved him. Jake liked them. I, I do believe he enjoyed them. But with the fact that the other two openers were Jaden Smith and Young Thug. Mm. So Earth Gang came out, did their thing, super high energy. The guy was dressed hilarious, and they were actually really good rappers, and it sounded all right. Then Jaden comes out. And Mm -hmm. the songs were fine, but Jaden doesn't know how to perform. He was literally yelling into the mic at all times, not trying to do his song, just yelling the lyrics. Because he's like, I don't, am I high energy? Am I supposed to be like, does how much am I giving into the mic? Like, what am I supposed to be giving? He's, he's like a kid doing like a speech and doesn't know what to do with his hands. Exactly, exactly. And he was like dancing on stage. He had a little bit of an awkward stage presence, so like he'd do a few dances because he's a he's actually a really good dancer. And he would do like the Fortnite dance, you know, the kick thing, and yep. and then he would just stop and be like, "Oh, I gotta." That's right. Like he didn't have transition. He doesn't know how to keep the energy. going. Yeah, he didn't transition, and then it would just go back to like. Boston, hi! and he would just like scream, and you're like, "Man, that is not coming off good. Your lyrics don't sound good. The energy's just, it didn't work." Then Young Thug came out. The problem with all three of these people, it was literally a MacBook hooked up to the speakers, and a few mix tables for certain artists. Right. Not good quality. It just Young Thug came out overly autotuned on the mic, very heavy bass. You couldn't even hear like the individual notes to the song, and then just. <laughs> Have you ever heard Young Thug? Yeah, just mumbling. And... Just mumbling through, which I don't mind it on my headphones through Spotify. But you could not. I'm not kidding. You could not make out what he was saying. People were rapping to it, and I knew what they were saying. I heard them. They That was clear as day. Him over the mic, though, 
Ugh. So I'm thinking that maybe Earth Gang sounded better to Jake because of Jaden and Young Thug. Fair enough. Like, they brought it down. But J. Cole, like, he knew when to sing. He knew when to do his rapping, and he knew when as the song picked up to start bringing his voice up and then yell at you. There's a reason he was the headliner. Yes, there's a reason he's J. Cole. (laughs) And, dude, so, I mean, I don't know. We don't really talk music much other than in the group chat. Like, my rap hierarchy goes J. Cole, everybody else. Like, yeah, I like Kendrick. Yeah, I like Eminem. Yeah, I like Notorious. Yeah, I like all this. J. Cole's up here. So this experience for me, everything I thought it would be and then some. Like... I've been to... It doesn't matter that Jaden and Young yeah, Thug were terrible. Fuck it, that's fine. Who cares? I got to see J. Cole. And, like, have you been to a lot of concerts? Not a whole lot, but I've been to a couple. Have you... So, I so a good analogy of what this is was I went to the Mayhem Tour in Saratoga Springs. I got tickets because I helped a guy with his phone. It was a whole thing. At that concert, it was um, Trivium... Uh, wh- oh, shit. What was this? Um, I can't remember the name of this band, so who cares? Corn and then Avenge Sevenfold. Okay. Screw the first two. I didn't make it in time. I was working, but I got there for Corn, which at the time was my favorite rock band besides Metallica. Okay. So it was similar to this J Cole thing. I was like, you know, I was like ready, and then Avenge Sevenfold, not my favorite by any means, but one of the bands that I listen to on like daily. Corn comes out, no special effects. It's it's a it's a amp. It's some lights in it. Jonathan Davis has a signature mic and the band. And he's dancing, and he's singing, and he's smiling, and he's having a good time. Wonderful. Then Avenged Sevenfold comes out. Fire, lights, sparklers, uh, uh, fog, but he's just kind of walking around screaming into his mic. You know what I mean? Like, do you see the, the parallel I'm talking about? Yeah. Like, Korn wanted to be there. They wanted to be singing. Avenged Sevenfold was getting a paycheck. Everyone at this concert felt like they wanted to be there, but Jekyll was, like, smiling, and when... The crowd would start singing. He would literally just set the mic down and listen. Like, you know when they put the mic out to you? Yep. He wouldn't do it at the, like, like you know, stereotypical, like, lo- like loud words at the chorus. He would do it when he realized the entire crowd was going nuts. Like, just it just happened to be everyone singing at the same time. Like, he was in tune with and the And while he was doing room. it, he wasn't doing the, like, hard lean show you it. He just held his mic out and was, like, smiling. Like, I don't know. He felt so genuine to me. And this, uh, admittedly, might just be me. I might just be kind of going too hard into it, but this felt very much so like he wanted to be there. He wanted to do this for you, which doesn't happen in all artists. So in terms of stage presence, are we like closer to like the Michael Jackson, Bruno Mars? Uh, yes. Yeah. Area of stage presence. It's like, oh, I've, I watched actually before them because me and Jake had talked. I'm trying to actually it. think of someone who has notoriously terrible stage presence to go to the other end. Of yeah, the to, to put it on the other side. Well, like there's bands like there's absolutely zero reason that someone like The Who or uh, uh, Rolling Stone should still be touring. Well, Not because nowadays, they don't. Yes. Yeah. But that's almost what it's like. They're too for, old to really do. But the that's whole almost stage what it's thing. like for some people. They're like, you know us for this and we're past caring let's just do this because this is all we know that's almost what it felt like with young thug like he was just like i'm here because i'm an opener is what it felt it may not be true he did all of his big songs and whatever but that's what it felt like and then j cole came out and was like this is the 80th time i've done this song in the past three months i don't care i'm still doing it like it just it felt so good and then we had to drive home at midnight i got home at 2 30 woke up and went to work 
Yeah, that's awful. I was a zombie that day. Mm-hmm. It was not bueno. I wasn't sleepy, but my body clocked out. Have you ever mm-hmm. had that? Yes. Like, like Jake Jake was tired. Jake was just like, I want to fall asleep. I was Jake like, to die. Yeah, in my head, I was like, yeah, I can do my job. I can call people and do this. But my body was just like, you're not moving from this chair, bro. This is, we're, we're, call, we're calling it. We're calling it a day here. Mm-hmm. And that was a doozy, but it was good. It was really good. I've had a... This might be the best week and a half stretch of my life, not counting my wedding to honeymoon. Wow, that's pretty impressive. Because if I said that, I would get yelled at. Yeah, of course. <laughs> you got you got to temper expectations. But guess what? Gravy Chain's going to keep rolling, baby. Yeah. We got masks on Saturday, which I am so excited for with Sex Borg. Yeah, I'm excited for you to be joining us. We... We have been talking about having a podcast where we just talk about uh, role-playing, like, tabletop exploits. I think after Masks, I'm going to be on a high where I'm going to want that. I'm going to want right. it back. We've got Roll It Back a Day tournament on Friday. Yep. So we do, I think we've talked about it in here, we do a monthly Smash tournament amongst me, Jake, DJ, and Albert. All of us you know on the from this podcast all have been here. I I'm haven't won it yet. Yeah. yeah, you are. You're, you're the victor. Yep. You're Victor Von Frankenstein. This might be your time. I don't know, man. Albie's uh, good in doubles. My so. my time to shine is 1v1s. I am not good in these group environments, and I flubbed hard. I gave up an immediate KO to Jake, which I immediately regret. Ours were really good. Ours always got down to one stock v one stock with above like 80 HP. Ours were really good. But I just... When it comes to teams... I'm an attack aggressive guy, so I leave my teammate to flounder, or I get double teamed and destroyed. Mm. Same thing goes with free for all. I dive into wherever the most action is. Someone, (laughs) Jake, sits on the side and just waits (laughs) and just decides, like, I don't need to be a part of this. And I'm like, oh, I'm punching everything. And then I get fucked. So I don't know, man. I haven't won it yet. I don't have high hopes. I'm kind of okay with it because these tournaments are some of the most fun things I've ever done. I just really enjoy playing Smash Brothers. Oh, yeah, that's pretty great. And we're going to have the tournament, and we're going to have some mead. Yeah. And then we're going to record some podcasts after the tournament. Bingo. Or at least I'm going to record some podcasts after the tournament. Oh, yeah, we've got to. Uh, and then, so, that, and then guess what Sunday is? Jake's bachelor party. Mm-hmm. Which I'm not going to say here, because this episode's going up basically as soon as we hit stop. I'm going to edit it really fast, just throw an intro outro, because it's been a while since I've gotten an episode up. Um. So wait, this part's gonna get it edited out? No, it's gonna be here. I'm just not gonna say what we're doing. Okay. So yeah, of we've got not. Jake's uh, uh, bachelor party. Spoiler alert: Monday, recovery day. I still need to take the day off. Yes. I was working too hard today, and yeah. I couldn't get it. Put put that in tomorrow because yep. okay. So here's the thing. Have you ever been to? A, yeah, you've been to a bachelor party. Yep. How crazy did it get? No, that was food poisoning day, wasn't that it? That was stank weenie party. <laughs> yeah. And I didn't tell the stank weenie story on here, but um just take from what you summarize will, what it the, so was, okay summarize. so the the last bachelor party i went to um the i was i was riding up with the best man in the groom and and another friend of ours mm-hmm. and we were setting out the the best man was uh driving so he wasn't drinking anything but we set out to get the groom as drunk as possible by which is a very traditional bachelor party thing we're driving up to new hampshire so nice we're so we have like a four uh, like 
four or five no we're taking the long way so it, it's like a full six hour drive halfway there we stop at treehouse which is this brewery in massachusetts if you're big into ipas you probably know what i'm talking about um so like we're just funneling beers toward him when we get to treehouse we get like a giant pallet full of uh, IPAs, which we then, uh, well, well, this is really heavy and wobbly, so we should, might as well just start drinking IPAs. <laughs> yeah, just empty these guys. So me, my friend Kyle, and the groom, Rob, uh, we're, we're all pretty well drunk, but Rob, of course, the groom, is the most drunk. Yep. And we get to we get to this place that's this cabin where it's an Airbnb that we rented for the weekend. We're just gonna have this big blowout here. But by the time we get here, the three of us are already three sheets to the wind. Oof. And Oof. um, and the the best man immediately starts going to try and catch up, mm-hmm. as one would. I mean, you're you're gotta now, join the party. Now it settles around, and we're hungry. Okay, okay. And we go out to the grill. We got some hot dogs and hamburgers and such. And then we're like, the best man, who is the most sober of everyone, is like, I don't know how to use a grill. <laughs> and then the rest of us, very drunk, are like, all right, let's do it. Eat raw <laughs> dogs. <laughs> so we're just throwing stuff on the grill and not using it properly at all. <laughs> so everything, the hamburgers turn out fine. Yeah, but as far as you remember, and I mean, actually, I had all of everything. We had hot dogs, we had hamburgers, we had bratwurst. Yeah. I had at least one of everything. I was fine. Yeah. There, so there the is room, though. Well, I'll let you finish, and then I'm we back. we leave we leave a bunch out for a while for probably longer than we should. We go in the it, it has like t- uh, this game room that's in like a detached uh, garage like across the street. It's actually pretty nice. Mm-hmm. And we're going over there and they have like an N64 so we're just playing like Goldeneye and stuff up there uh, in the game room and we, we do that for like a few hours. We lose track of time. By this point, the groom is basically just, he's <laughs> unresponsive. The best man is still relatively sober compared to the rest of us. So he decides to take the groom back to the house. But it's been hours and we've just had this this hot dog sitting out on the <laughs> table for a while. And the stankweenie. So the, stank, the titular stankweenie. <laughs> and so the, the best man, he's like, you got to eat something. And so he breaks off a piece of the stank <laughs> and gives it to the groom. Of course, who, as one would, yes. Who eats it. And then he eats the rest of the stank weenie. <laughs> and this is how we know, because he wasn't, the best man was not like blackout drunk. Yeah. The groom 100% was. Yeah. But, so we, we pass it off as a hangover at first. But the groom actually recovers quicker than the best man, who is throwing up for the rest of the weekend. Uh, and the groom wasn't in much better shape. Uh, but... I mean, you were still able to make something of it, I'm sure, playing some games and whatever, hanging out. Right, but no, we put the groom and the best man out of commission on the first day <laughs> of a three-day weekend. So. so, okay, that's not the goal. For Jake, I will admit no, right now. No, this but is going to be a very different beast than that. I will... Ex- so, let me explain my bachelor party really fast. Um, Same thing. Back then, didn't drink beer. Now, I'm a beer guy. I'm drinking an IPA right now. I'm getting better. I'm trying to learn because... To go with all of my other food queries, I think exploring new things is important. Anyways, back then, didn't drink beer. They said... The minute we showed up to my favorite location in the world, Dane, thank God you did what you did for my bachelor party. You're amazing. He took me to, it's called Duck Lake. His family owns a little house on it. And for some reason, it's a very, it's a nostalgia trap for me. 
just thinking about it makes me like really like happy and, and like I want it back. But anyways, takes me there. He says, we're going to play Dizzy Bat just to start the day off. It's like... Freaking, I know Dizzy Bat. Yeah, it's we like 3 that. o'clock. You chug a beer, you spin, and you hit the bat. Or you hit the, the, the ball and you try to run the bases. Yep. Starts it off good. Two beers in. I'm a very small guy. I have zero tolerance because I don't drink. I get drunk. Night goes on. We do more things. I'm drinking throughout the night. People are... Uh, I will not incriminate anyone here. And uh, I got so drunk i was actually the first person to sleep which is actually pretty common at a bachelor party i'm finding out where the groom is the first one out because that's the goal so with that being said jake there is one very specific stipulation if you do not hear this before your bachelor party do not let us down if you do hear it do not let us down no one is allowed to get a drink above you that is what me and alex have said especially you albert yeah so he knows albert's coming he doesn't know anyone else that's a part of this bachelor party the point is people get drunk fast amongst our friends actually all of us except for like you and that's just because you're a bigger guy than us Mm -hmm. we all get drunk fast we all have to stay on pace or behind jake that's Mm -hmm. the that's the standard we're setting for this bachelor party so we're not saying we have to all get blackout drunk but if you do, we all do. And if you don't, we all don't. That's the standard. Mm-hmm. And one of the activities that is coming is kind of going to make that happen. Yep. If you know what it is, keep it to yourself. No, gonna, yep. uh, it's going to be great. I'm very excited. Uh, I think Jake deserves it despite being a snooty booty. Mm-hmm. And actually, now's a good time to say, I'm doing the service at his wedding, yo. Uh, did you know that? I didn't know that. Yes. Uh, so Connecticut has some funky laws with the online or- ordination that happens. I'm ordained online. I've done my aunts, my brothers, two of, three of my friends' weddings. Connecticut's a little funky, but Christy and Jake are willing to take the gamble that it'll go through. And if it isn't, doesn't go through, they'll just go to the courthouse. They'll just get a justice of the peace. Yeah. So the wedding is still the wedding. Yeah. But I'm doing their thing. Give me something to talk about. Franny's at the bachelorette party. I'm at the bachelor party. I want something to tell in front of the whole family. All right. (laughs) All right. So this is going to be really good. But I think that does it for us, DJ. Thank you for letting me talk. Yep. Because if I had done this myself, it would have been over about a half hour ago. I just wanted to give you someone to talk to. I really appreciate it. Um, Use it. Use it. Abuse it. Use that. We're talking about the membership. The the DC It it is no secret that i am aggressively a dc fan but you know what i need to clear the air dj i apologize i am not aggressively a dc fan i am aggressively a comics fan but when put into live action the mcu is great but it is so cookie cutter i i like the difference that is what dc is doing even though i understand it's worse Mm -hmm. does that make sense yeah i can i can understand that so jump into everything that comes out on there Read books with me. I'll do everything with you. And we still have our comic review day for our podcast. Yep. We've got a lot of things lined up for that. Um, We've got freaking Wizard of Oz. We've got Hellboy 2 now. We've got... Do you know how many comics I bought? All of them. We've got... (laughs) I bought them all. We've got stuff to do. So I think that does it for me. Anything else? Any any final walking away? Actually, hold on. Give me a... You you so for those who don't know, I'm gonna let DJ plug his own podcast he started what three weeks ago? 
Yeah, a few weeks. Yeah, we're uh, actually episode four just released today. So. There you go. Four weeks ago. Um, so yeah, I've got this new podcast called Get Bent, where uh, a bunch of grown ass men talk about <laughs> the cartoon Avatar: The Last Airbender that aired on Nickelodeon for kids. Uh, and a decade ago. No, uh, 2005 long. is when it started. February of 2005. 13 years ago. And uh, so we, as adults, talk about how great the show is. We've been very positive on it so far. Haven't had a bad episode yet. Yep. We know we're going to hit some eventually. <laughs> we plan to do the whole series. We plan to do Legend of Korra. And we plan to do all of the apocrypha, meaning like the comics and the movie, the acclaimed feature film live action and that new live action series if that comes out we'll probably even talk about that uh because we're gonna be a while on our schedule i was gonna say i think that'll be out by the time you're getting towards the end of your just overall schedule and we just come at it with the weirdest raunchiest adult humor (laughs) that you can imagine we're pretty bad we're pretty r-rated on that i gotta admit i was a slight troll on the episode i was so episodes i was on but in a good way um but so here's here's my uh, going away thoughts. I have successfully committed Jake to a pull box at a comic book store. Nice. He is only going to add two titles, I believe: uh, Doomsday Clock, which is a limited run, so that and it only comes out every other month, and the Sandman Universe. My goal is with you reading, watching, and reading comic books through DC Universe to get you to set up a pull box, and on Wednesday, all three of us go pick up comics together. That'd be sweet. That is my goal. I highly recommend Toy Vault. They give you 20% off of the pull box. Jake is, for some reason, committed to Colchester just because it's his comic book store. We'll get him there. I would love it if we all had a comic book day as a regular thing. No pressure. Lots of books out there. Lots of good stuff. That's what we want. Otherwise, this has been Men of the Machine. Of course, you've got me, Kevin, and... I'm DJ. Thanks for listening. It's a lie. It's a lie. It's a lie. And as you can see, over here we have the man of the machine.